Welcome to Unique Visitors, conversations about digital marketing. I'm your host, Mike Kurtz. Let's get to it. So joining me today is David Bowman. Welcome, David. How are you? Hello, thanks. David is president of the Ullman Group, an advertising agency that has a history dating back over 70 years. David was a driving force in creating the Summit Up Conference, which is a full-day marketing conference in Dayton, gosh, 11 years ago, right? Yeah, seems insane. Seems like yesterday. <laughs> and since I'm creating this podcast as a project for my University of Dayton MBA class, I also mentioned that David has his MBA from the University of Dayton. Absolutely. I, I know Good you're buyers. also Yeah, I know you're also a proud Wright State grad, but I had to get the UD plug in there. (laughs) They don't play each other, so I guess I can be a fan of both. So, well, let's let's let me ask you about that first. What was a digital media conference is now is more of a marketing conference, but originally a social media conference. How did that come about? Where'd you get that idea? Um, I was a a very early adopter in terms of um, blogging first, uh, and then uh, as social media uh, began to, to sort of gain prominence um as well as access so um initially you couldn't get on facebook unless you were a college student uh so i was blogging and kind of messing around with some other things and then um was able to get on facebook and twitter and you know sort of figure those out in the early days before there were brands on those platforms that seems like the the craziest thing in the world now it's ubiquitous as far as marketing but um you know, when, when they first started, there wasn't a lot of marketing presence. It was just a, a lot of, there were some marketing nerds on there like me, uh, who yeah. were just really interested in how do you use these tools to communicate. So I had gone to a conference in Louisville, Kentucky, um, and it featured uh, a handful of different speakers, uh, one of whom was Chris, Chris Brogan, uh, who's a great author and still does a lot of work in the space, but um, was, was really... Um, moved by the day, thought it was just a great event. So came back and at the time I was living in the Dayton area, but working in Cincinnati, but I reached out to my good friend, Sarah McCatherine, who runs AAF Dayton and just, Hey, I came back from this conference. Let me tell you about it a little bit. And do you think we could maybe do something here in Dayton? And immediately Sarah was just all in and said, absolutely. We can do that. Let's, we'll figure out how to pull it off and let's just do it. And it was a huge success because, you know, everybody at that time was trying to figure out what is this social media thing? How do we, you know, have some kind of a benefit for our businesses in this space? Um, So everybody was trying to figure out how to do that at that time. Absolutely. And now you're with an agency that, like I said, has been around a long time, but you guys are certainly also, you know, current on all the digital media space too. Um, You know, your background, you've had you've had you've been in, in agencies and you've also been doing marketing for a technology company does that inform kind of how you think about what your work now and how you it absolutely absolutely does um it gave me just a I, i've been always been sort of a generalist by trade gravitated towards um sales and marketing in terms of um you know a, a function within a company but have done that with a lot of different types of companies and um the time that I spent in that business intelligence data warehousing world uh, is unbelievably valuable and still to this day um, really just gave me a different kind of a mindset and a different way to look at data and to understand um, you know, how data is generated, how data can be used, how you can integrate various types and forms of data. 
not at an expert level, but just to give me a working knowledge that I can understand a little bit of the, the thought process behind it uh, and understand sort of how to, to talk to someone who is a specialist in that area mm-hmm. um, and at least have a general sense of what they're talking about and maybe be able to ask them a handful of intelligent, halfway intelligent questions. <laughs> so I think if anything, um, it, it just gave me sort of an appreciation and an understanding of kind of what what goes into that and how does that work behind the scenes? A lot of people I'm going to talk to on this podcast, um, are, they specialize in one area of digital marketing. And I imagine your role as president of an advertising agency is kind of think strategically about uh, all those areas and what's going to work best for your client. So how do you determine, how do you, how do you, when you're talking to a client, what are you thinking about? How do you determine what's going to work best for them? It's a little different with every client, but it's also kind of the same uh, with every client. So, and that's part of what I love is the variety of, um, A, you know, as I mentioned, I'm very much a generalist uh, and somebody who's just infinitely curious about, you know, how things get made, how things work, uh, how do you do this job or that job, or, you know, it's just fascinated by that kind of of stuff. So I think when you approach a new client, you always, it's always good to start with the the customer. Um, who are they trying to serve and what are those people interested in and what are their needs? Uh, and, and, you know, what are the challenges they face in day-to-day life that you're trying to solve somehow? Um, and so you've got kind of this, you know, if it, I always think in, in Venn diagrams, but you've got kind of one circle, which is, uh, you know, the, the target audience or audiences and, and what's going on in their lives. Um, and then you've got this other circle that is the brand itself and okay, well, what are your strengths and weaknesses and what is it that you do uniquely well? Uh, and how do you, how do you potentially create value? Uh, and that really sort of happens in that overlap space between those two circles. So what are the things that you do well that the people you want to serve need or want, um, and then of those, which ones are unique to you? So of all of the things you do, what's the thing you really do best? Uh, and is there a market for that? Uh, mm-hmm. And then from there, you start to, to dress that up and, uh, you know, really run with that. So, um, And I'm sure how you, how you reach that market is going to be unique for each company and, what, and who their market is, right? Absolutely, yeah. And so then you really start running down, you know, what, what types of messaging are going to resonate and uh, what types of, of media uh, will be most effective in terms of reaching a, a particular audience. And um, you really then, you know, have you learned lessons from other types of brands, businesses that, that may be in similar industries or totally different? Um, that's where it really gets fun in that it's, um, there, there's both sort of an art and a science to it in that, you know, you, you sort of, creatively think up lots of hypotheses and directions and potential options. And then you get to work testing things uh, and trying things, which is, which is just great. So. And on the digital marketing side, what kind of services do you offer your clients? We sort of run the gambit uh, when it comes to digital media and digital marketing. So across kind of the paid owned and earned media space, um, you know, when you think about social media uh, and creating content and blogging and search engine optimization, all of that type of uh, digital media in paid digital media, um, looking at you know display advertising and all that goes into that, whether that's through um, behavioral targeting or 
uh, site retargeting or any number of other you know methods for delivering display geo targeting you've got um, video advertising whether that's pre-roll or connected tv aka over the top television kind of things when you think of like hulu and the ads you see on there audio advertising um, and platforms like pandora and spotify uh, and you know then you you've got the whole world of paid search advertising uh, and how all of that works and then there's immense sort of overlap uh, between all of those things uh, it's um, constantly moving uh, and the capabilities are always changing and it's it's always a lot of fun it just it never stops and when you're when you're doing those placements are it, does your team track the performance or do you help your clients set up that capability or is it depend on the client it depends a little bit on the client, but we always have uh, some level of involvement in terms of tracking that. So just from an internal perspective, um, even if we weren't uh, doing robust reporting out to a client, we need to be tracking that from a financial responsibility perspective, making sure, hey, is what we're doing working? Is it delivering the most value for, for the investment that we're getting? So uh, there's an inherent amount of reporting that's just baked into anything we do in that space. And that's really what makes it uh, so much fun and so unique is that uh, you know, you're going to start with some general hypotheses and test them. And a lot of them are going to be wrong. Uh, but if you're really paying attention, you can, you can learn quickly. Uh, and now with machine learning and, and artificial intelligence, uh, you, know, you can set up those, those tests and experiments and let the algorithms take care of the mathematics. Uh, and so you can optimize for certain metrics and, and you basically need to, you know, you got to pay attention to what's going on, uh, because if you optimize for the wrong thing, well, <laughs> you'll spend a lot of money in a hurry on the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Is that a big part of your strategy to, to, to get something out there and test it and make adjustments? Absolutely. When possibly. So there are certain times when, you know, you get a call from a client and it's, hey, we're, we've decided we're going to promote something and it's going to be tomorrow and <laughs> it needs to be live and it's only going to be for a day. Uh -huh. and you do your best to, to work with that, but sometimes the time frame doesn't allow for it. But in general, in, in most campaigns, you know, you're going to have a decent amount of time to work with. And ideally, it's over a, a it's an ongoing campaign uh, where you can really start to optimize um, you know, what's the messaging that's going to resonate? Who's the audience that's going to respond to that? What platforms are going to deliver those results? Uh, and within all of you know, those and, and any number of other variables, um, really trying to push for the best possible outcome. And then you guys are looking at the analytics and digging into that data. How are you sharing that back with the client? Are they seeing some of that granular information or are you translating that into reports or how does that work? It's funny because it, uh, this is always, it's an ongoing conversation we have and it's a, a huge area of growth. Uh, I think not just for our agency, but for all agencies in that, um, that, that taking disparate pieces of data and converting that into actionable pieces of information that are useful and understandable. Um, and how do you do that um, for human beings that run the gambit in terms of the way they like to see information? So if we're working with someone who is highly technical and maybe is sort of a peer on the client side that's mm -hmm. pulling levers and in, in, you know, deeply ingrained in the digital piece, a lot of times that's a spreadsheet that's the, the least sexy looking thing. 
Uh, and then sometimes you have people at the executive level that, hey, give me a couple charts and a graph and, and a, you know, a few little pieces of information because I'm really busy. Let me know what's working, what changes need to be made and go um, and all things in between. So it really is trying to strike a balance between um, how much detail and how much high level information uh, is really relevant. There's a great book uh, that I read. By, it's actually right here uh, by a woman named Nancy Duarte uh, called Data Story. It's a really fascinating look at how do you make data accessible and understandable because you can get way, way down lost in the weeds. <laughs> and it's always, it, it, depending on the client and the situation and what you're, what you're doing, it's striking that appropriate balance between you know, signal and noise and how much information is too much information. Hat tip to Professor Castellano for the uh, signal to noise information, and I don't know if that is still bandied about in the MBA program. But Dr. Castellano, it might be, but he has retired. So okay, well, <laughs> God bless him. He uh, he taught me a lot. <laughs> what do you think makes an effective digital advertising campaign? Um, results. <laughs> if you're asking the client. Um, but sometimes that's actually not true. Um, you know, it, you're always going for results and if you don't come up with some results, uh, you're not going to be around for very long with a particular client, but sometimes you, um, you can learn more from the campaigns and the ideas that don't work. Um, so I think it's, it's having a strategy, having, you know, a, a verifiable or testable hypothesis that you're going for in the, the front end of that. You know, and being clear about what you're trying to do and how you're trying to measure results. And if you have that in place and you're paying attention, um, you know, it, it, it can generate a lot of useful knowledge that in a short term may, you know, that might not be exactly what you were going for, but over time could yield huge results and insights in terms of, um, you know, far beyond just, hey, what is the advertising message, but really giving you insights about human beings and what they want and need and how they go about getting it. Uh, and so there's so much information. I think a, an effective digital marketing campaign really begins with just having a fundamental strategic framework for executing that. So many people, I think, just want to jump in and say, well, I need to, we got to put some ads on Facebook we got to, you know, because they saw someone else do it right. uh, without a real sense of well, why are we trying to be there and what are we trying to run and why do we think that's going to be the most effective use of our time and our money? Geotargeting is a big one uh, that it's a fascinating technology, right? And the, the idea that, hey, I can put a fence around a certain place. So anybody that comes on UD's campus, well, I want to make sure that I can advertise to them. Yeah. Um, and that's there are times and places where that's really appropriate and a great use of dollars. Um, but you may find that, hey, you know what, we could we could reach that audience in a much less costly way. And there might be some waste associated with that. But the mathematics of that waste actually would work in your favor. So sometimes when you get into cost per impression and how do you reach a certain audience? Um, you, you may end up drawing a bigger circle around the audience you want to reach and reaching some folks that uh, that you reach them, it's okay, but the math works better. 
Uh, and so that's where uh, really that strategic framework piece comes in. Uh, and you can you can stretch dollars a lot farther if you're looking at it through that lens. We're recording this in May of 2020, and the business world is a lot different than it was a couple months ago, and <laughs> will be different in a couple months. Um, do you have any sense of how advertising and marketing will change because of this crisis that we're going through? Um, I, I definitely know it will. Uh, you, how you get a crystal ball? <laughs> yeah. Um, how is yet to be seen? I think you'll have, you know, historically when you've had times of turmoil like this and people displaced from their jobs uh, across all industry segments, across all geographies, et cetera. So it's not a limited disruption, it's a massive disruption. Um, that puts people in contact with new people in new ways and creates um, good, bad, or otherwise, sometimes a sense of desperation, sometimes a different view of risk. So there, there will be people who decide, you know what, maybe now's the time I take that idea I've had and I run with it. And maybe I meet up with this other person who has a totally different background, who had but a similar idea. Uh, and so you'll start to see things that are, you know, five years from now, 10 years, we'll look back on them and go, wow, you know, how did, remember when that didn't exist? Um, it was really so born out of this. Yeah, this I think you'll people see having a lot a new of lens. born out of necessity and just, you know, through those new opportunities. Um, more specifically, I think um, you'll see probably uh, companies who have fewer employees, as has sort of been the trend. Uh, there's a lot of, been a lot of um, you know, companies that have closed down or reduced staff to try to maintain uh, certain cost structures. Um, and that means that companies for the, the time being will need to do more with less which means for good agencies, that's probably opportunities to get things done as a variable cost resource versus a, a fixed cost of employees uh, for a client. So uh, the agencies that are nimble, that can adapt, that can bring necessary skills to the table uh, may in fact find themselves in, in a good place um, for the, the foreseeable future. Um, that said, you know, agencies, are driven largely by the success of their clients. So it's also very challenging in that, you know, when there are businesses closing and clients are fighting for survival, sometimes marketing is what gets cut. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, it, it certainly is interesting. What's your best tip for marketing, for digital marketing professionals? I don't know if I could narrow it down to one, <laughs> but I would say always be curious, right? People want to be certain. They want to know. And I think, you know, especially to you, you want to be confident and assertive. And here's the idea. And this is what's going to work. And that's just a natural human tendency. Um, and I would, I would advise you to fight that tendency, right? Talk to people who have opposing views and, and figure out what's wrong or how could it be better. And always, always be testing and measuring and looking for a better way. And it's okay to come up with big and bold ideas and feel confident that, hey, we've done our homework, um, but also don't be afraid to try to disprove them, right? Um, there's so much that you can measure and so much that you can test and so many different ways you can go that um, you know, it's crazy to not take advantage of that. So that comes down to just 
you know, being curious and worry more about always asking the right questions or the next question or another question versus always having the first answer. Um, and it, it, certainly, you know, I'm, I'm more guilty of that than probably anybody on the planet. Uh, and, um, you know, I always want to be the person to figure it out. Uh, and, and especially, you know, I think much more so when I was younger than now, uh, the world sort of humbles you <laughs> after you get it wrong many, 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 <laughs> many times. Uh, and your answer is not correct. Um, to, to maybe, Hey, you know what, don't, don't be totally bashful, but also bring a little humility to the table and a lot of curiosity. Um, there's, there's just an infinite amount of information and so much of an ability to tap into that, that, uh, I think keep that curious mindset. How do you stay up on the industry? Do you have any recommended resources? It's a, a broad mix of resources. So, and I think that for me, I'm, again, being a generalist, my challenge is I have clients that, that run the gamut in terms of what they do. So it's keeping up on changes in their industry. Uh, and then I work with a whole bunch of specialists um, who I have to talk to every day with some level of competence. Um, we'll, we'll never know what they know, but just an ability to, to talk to them and, and present them with things and ask them good questions. So you've got sort of your, your advertising industry uh, publications at age and, and the like. Um, and then you know, marketing minds, people like Seth Godin uh, come to mind. Uh, Bernadette Jiwa is another uh, marketing, marketing professional who I really love and follow. Uh, and then any number of things from the New York Times to the New Yorker to uh, Axios and, uh, you know, all kinds of NP NPR and what's happening in the, broadly in the world. Uh, and then um, down a, any number of rabbit holes on social media and uh, through, you know, people you follow on Twitter and other platforms. Resources like the, the Pew Charitable Trust, uh, the Pew uh, research center are fantastic ones that come to mind. And then my cohort and, um, colleagues of friends I have from the university of Dayton through my MBA program, even our professional connections you have as well. Um, what are, what are they talking about and sharing on LinkedIn and other places? I think it, it comes back to kind of that advice of always be curious, uh, and, and don't just look at, well, what's happening exactly within the field that I'm in and only pertains to that. You need some of that, um, but I think it's a good mix of breadth and depth. Great. Any last thoughts Get, before getting we Getting out of your comfort up? zone, really. Um, just, I, I think all of this stuff is so fascinating uh, and so much of it changes so quickly. Um, it's easy to, to also try to feel like you have to um, understand everything about all of it all the time. And, oh my gosh, what if I miss out on five minutes of Facebook or I don't check LinkedIn today, then, you know, I'm, I'm not going to know about the latest and greatest trend. And right. it's easy to fall into that trap of sort of, um, cutting edge platform chasing. Right. And so constantly setting up accounts and trying this and out that, and you end up a mile wide and an inch deep. Yeah. Um, so don't fall into that trap either. So I think it's, Always be learning, always be curious, um, but also make time 
to step away from all of it and just enjoy life and being a human being and all that comes with it, good, bad, or otherwise. Nice. If if someone wants to find you or your company, where where should they go? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at David E Bowman. Uh, it's probably the easiest way. Um, mm-hmm. LinkedIn as well. Um, my company, the Ullman Group. Uh, you can find us at www.theolmangroup.com, uh, as well as on uh, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all the usual places. All right. But thanks, David, very much for talking to me today. Hey, thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. And thank you for listening to the Unique Visitor Podcast. Let me know if you have any feedback. You can find me on Twitter at Mike Kurtz. See you next time. Thank you.